Hello everyone and welcome to Gersberms, your weekly Goosebumps review podcast. As always, I am Robert Wesley Edmonds. And I am Sean Daniel Collins. Not and, sure why we're getting so formal here. Well, you know, it's it's been a few weeks, so I feel like they need to know us even more. It's been one. Been one week? Since huh? the last episode? Or are you just talking about... In general. Oh, in, whole, gen- in general? Whole, time for them to start this getting This whole ride we're, we're putting them on. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And uh, we're back this week with the episode we should have had last week. Yeah, no no movies came out this week. We had to see a midnight, so... No, nope, there was no... Mini-sode. No. Mini-sode! So, we're back with Say Cheese and Die. And uh, this one stars Michael Warner. Well, he, he kind of starts... He's the first one we hear he's about. He's the first one you hear about, but he's, it's not actually starring. It's him. not actually starring. It's starring Greg's, Greg Banks... Michael Warner, Greg Banks, Doug Arthur, also known as Bird, and Sherry Walker. And uh, the four friends, they're just hanging out. Well, you're, you're getting too far. It's essential to know that Michael Warner is wearing faded denim, denim cutoff shorts. Okay, yeah, I've, I've glanced over that part. I don't know how I would have done that. And the four friends are hanging out, and uh, they live in a place called Pitts Landing. And, man, this place is just the pits. Pitts Landing is the pits. The kids say Pitts Landing is the pits like eight times. It's, you know, it's the unofficial town slogan. Whoever came up with that just isn't going to let it go. And uh, Pitts Landing is just like a normal small town. I mean, it sounds pretty chill. They're probably just mad the Warp Tour doesn't come there or something. Yeah, they must not be in a good area. Yeah, their moms aren't going to drive Pits, them. Pitts Landing must be in, like, South Dakota or something. Yeah, I mean, they they want their mom to drive, and they want to see Story of the Year and, like, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies or something, and they're just not going to be able to. So they're all just hanging out. They're trying to pal around and, and find something to do, and... uh Doug suggests they should all go check out the new comic books. Yeah, but they don't say if it's Wednesday or not. No. If it's not Wednesday, then it's pointless to go because there's not any new comics. Yeah, but, I mean, if it is Wednesday, that sounds like a great idea to me. Yeah, but uh, then... But we find out he goes by Bird at this point. (laughs) Doug goes by Bird. And um, I, I think I prefer Doug, or Bird over Doug. I mean, Doug is really fucking stupid. Yeah, unless your name is Douglas Yancey Funny. Yeah. It's not cool. But I mean, they call him, uh, Doug because he has I mean, stork-like, oh no, they call him, they call him Doug Bird because he has stork-like legs, bird-like eyes. I'm imagining no pupils. Just no. like, gross beady eyes. Beady eyes. <laughs> and he has a giant beak-like nose. So, Birdemic is running rampant in Pitts Landing. It's running wild. And, uh, this kid sounds super gross though. I mean, all those things described, like, it just sounds nasty. Oh yeah. And uh, Sherry is described like everyone in these books it normally is, wearing a yellow t-shirt and leggings, and she has, uh, like, crimped black hair. Yep. It's probably like that crunchy hair that, like, chicks have. Yeah, the the chicks that don't have eyebrows, you know what I mean? It's gross. They get their, later in life, they get their eyebrows tattooed on. Yeah, it always looks wet. Yeah. It's just gross. And uh, Michael's described as being chubby with short hair, <laughs> short red hair, blue yeah. eyes. Yeah, and sausage a, fingers. <laughs> yeah, sausage fingers, a face full of freckles. Did you instantly think of the kid from The Sandlot and the Big Green? Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was him. He didn't say it was him, but I don't know. It was positive. definitely him. And, uh, I guess Little League is starting up, and, um, everyone's asking Greg why he's not playing, because, you know, Greg is just described as being muscular. Well, yeah, he's, he's got big shoulders and muscular arms and legs. He's, uh, a good-looking blonde kid with, uh, flashing green eyes and a wide smile. Yeah. I think Arlstein got, like, a boner describing him. He was way too descriptive. He was super hunky. 
I'm convinced this is like a neighbor of his, and like he just didn't, he just like stared at him out a window. He just like can't let it go. Yeah, he seems like a deviant or something. Like it's way too detailed. Well, I mean, when you go into the episode, he's played by Ryan Gosling, so he was pretty close though. Yeah, I, I think they nailed it to the T. Like oh, yeah. describing this kid, they found the right kid. Definitely. And uh, they couldn't think of anything to do, so they decided, you know, we should play follow the leader. Who the fuck has ever played follow the leader? <laughs> I've wanted to before. I didn't know that was actually real. I didn't know you could. But they play follow the leader, and um, while they're walking, they come across the Kaufman house. Were you surprised this wasn't spelled the way you would think? Like like, like Lloyd Kaufman? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's just Kaufman. And um, it's your typical abandoned house that yeah. exists in every one of Arlstein's books. And uh, Michael suggests they should all go inside. That sounds kind of scary. And everybody else is like, okay, we'll do it. But Greg doesn't want to. Well, yeah, the, the house might be full of, like, unreleased Power Man 5000 CDs. And they're just going to bash them all. They're going to the bash them all. There were hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And uh, the rest of the group begins to call him a chicken. And, I mean, at that at that point, you have no, no choice. Would, you have you to. can't be called a chicken. Who can admit to being a chicken? No, no I can't. Never. And they get closer to the door, and uh, Greg brings up Spidey, this guy who's like... He's like a drifter. Yeah, he's like in his 50s or 60s or something, and he just, like, lurks around town. And uh, and the book, his name is spelt, you know... Like Spidey, like how you would, you know, spider but with a Y instead of an R. But I think there's like a Y, like S P Y D E Y, like or something, because like yeah. that just sounds cooler. That's way sweeter. And uh, a lot of the kids have seen him hanging around the Kaufman house, so I mean, he's obviously squatting in this house, just like sacrificing animals and staying up super late eating junk food and stuff. I mean, whatever normal people will do there. Of course. And uh, they decide of they decide that they should take their chances. Of getting sexually assaulted by this fucking dude named Spidey. I wouldn't take my chances now, let alone when I was, like, eight. No. But they decide, you know, we're going to live on the edge, and they go in there. First thing they see when they walk in, there's a blood stain on the carpet. Yeah, giant blood stain. I'm hoping it's a blood stain. Well, they say it's ketchup. Who's, who just has that much ketchup that they spill? It's blood. He went to Costco. He, I mean, they do find a bunch of grocery store boxes and stuff around there. So Yeah, well, he's eating. He's, he's loafing in the basement eating Hungry Man's. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to that later. We'll get more yeah. detailed. But and, uh, they look around the kitchen, and they come across two mice. And the mice get scared and run away. But then they get, like, a dispute if it's a, if they're actually mice or rats. <laughs> Who cares? Do, have you seen an actual rat in person? I've seen, like, maybe two rats in person. Yeah. You know when it's a fucking rat. They're, like, the size of a football. They're fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, they're huge. There's no disputing, like, oh, well, I don't know. That could have been. If it's a rat, you know it's a fucking rat. Yeah. If it's the size of your fucking leg... It's a rat. Yeah, it's a fucking rat. And uh, they continue to explore the house, and they wonder where Bird went, and they determine he must have went to the basement. This kid's got balls of steel going to the fucking basement. Definitely, because, like, they they haven't found Spidey around anywhere, but no. Bird's just going in the basement. Where do you think Spidey's staying? He's staying in the fucking basement. Spiders are in the basement. Yeah. He's staying with his own kind. Oh, exactly. And suddenly they hear him yelling, like, help, somebody's got me, help. So Greg rushes downstairs. And he's, like, just going into action. He's going to save Bird. He's going to see what's up. Wait, he's and they go downstairs, and Bird's just sitting on a fucking trash can, just laughing. And every one of these books has, like, this moment at this exact time. Like, seven pages in, this happens in every book. There's always somebody who, like, yeah, pretends to scare somebody. Someone's crying wolf. Yeah. They even bring it up that he's crying wolf. Yeah, it they never fails. It never really comes to fruition, like, him crying wolf or anything. No, but yeah. he just does it all the Why time. Why not just bring it up? And uh, while in the basement, they start going through Spidey's shit, and they just come across a bunch of Hungry Man TV dinners like we were talking about. He's got Hungry Man's all over the floor. And I mean, I I didn't know these existed back then. I'm sure you didn't either. 
And uh, next they go through Spidey's closet and they start putting on his clothes and stuff. Yeah, they find just a bunch of old, like, old homeless drifter man clothes. No. I don't I don't wear clothes that I buy at Salvation Army before I wash them. No. Ex- I would not absolutely. be trying on some, I would not be trying on Spidey's old, dirty clothes. Spidey's fucking trench coats and underwear and shit. He had a bunch of boas. <laughs> he had a bunch of feather boas he fucking stole from Hulk Hogan. And they're continuing to look around the basement and Greg stumbles upon a table and notices there's like a metal vice on it. And he spins the handle, but the vice doesn't open. Instead, it reveals, like, Spidey's bat cave, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, a, a hidden cabinet, and inside there's a camera. And uh, Greg grabs the camera, and we find out he's, like, super into cameras. Yeah, like, he wants to be a famous photographer. Way more than I, I think an 11-year-old can be into cameras. I've never met an 11-year-old that really likes cameras this no. fucking much. No one does. Michael comes down, and he's like, oh, man, like, get my picture. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just hanging out on this railing or whatever. Yeah, he's hanging out on the railing wearing feather boas. Wearing boas, doing his Hulk Hogan poses. It says he's posing. If you're in a boa, you're doing the Hulk Hogan Oh, definitely. Poses. And he takes the picture of him. Well, he says, say cheese, so of course, Michael says, cheddar. Yeah, he replies with cheddar. Hilarious. The picture shot out, and uh, Michael's like, oh man, I gotta see this. You know, I'm looking super cool right now. But then the railing broke and he fell. And they all rushed over to see if he was okay, and then they heard footsteps. And uh, the kids heard Spidey moving closer and closer. And then he just, like, falls down. Yeah. But they, they see another staircase, though. Yeah, it's behind, like, a furnace, I think. Yeah, something like... Oh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm confusing that. Yeah, they find another staircase, and uh, they make their way to the backyard, and then Spidey's just pressed up against the window staring at him, like, probably jerking off. Yeah, he's definitely vigorously masturbating. Yeah, I'm assuming. And the kids run straight to Michael's house. Uh, they got Greg... Greg still got the camera in his hand, and uh, once they're at Michael's, they begin discussing how weird Spidey is. Because he listens to, like, Skinny Puppy and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Michael asked Greg to show him the picture he took in the basement, and Greg takes the picture out of his pocket, and the kids are in shock. The picture reveals Michael in midair when he fell. But he took the picture before he fell. How could this be? I could have swore he took it before. But everyone but Bird insists that Michael wasn't falling when the picture was taken, and Bird is a dingus, though. He's wrong. He was fucking falling. Yeah, he fucking sucks. And then Greg realizes he has to go home because, like, the streetlights are coming on or whatever. And well, he's, yeah, he's, he's got to go home because he has to clean his room and vacuum. Yeah, and when he, when he gets home, though, man, does he have a surprise in the driveway. He sees his dad's spanking new blue Taurus in the driveway. Taurus station wagon. Oh, man, and Greg's just so stoked. Like, I forget that these cars were new at some point. Yeah. Like, I'm just used to them being, like, used. I can't imagine somebody being like, yeah, I'm going to go buy that for full price. Yeah, I have a Taurus. It's... <laughs> It's not a station wagon, but... Um, yeah, it's not as cool as his, no, but yeah. No, not anywhere near as cool. But it's just weird to see somebody, like, legitimately that stoked. Oh, yeah, he, he even opens the door to smell, like, the vinyl upholstery. Yeah. Now, normally, when I whenever I smelled the new interior of a car, it smelled fucking gross. Yeah, it's gross. And uh, honestly, like, I thought these cars just were created used. I didn't know they were new. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Greg decides he's got to take a picture of this car because it just looks so awesome. He, then he goes inside and he hides the camera from his parents because he's like, oh, man, they're going to see this and they're going to know I stole it from Spidey. <laughs> and he remembers he didn't look at the picture. This whole book, he takes a picture and, just, and then instantly forgets he, he fucking forgets took, he took it. He just throws it in his pocket, doesn't bother looking at it. Every time he takes a picture, this happens. And it's an instant, it's like a, a Polaroid. Yeah, it's a Polaroid. It literally they, shoots out and they, it's done. They call it an automatically developing camera instead of a Polaroid. Yeah. When I was 10 years old, I knew what a Polaroid was. Yeah, this kid's super into cameras. I think I had a Polaroid. He doesn't know what a fucking Polaroid camera is. He hides the camera. Oh, yeah, he looks at the picture, and the fucking car's totaled. And I mean, but how, though? That sucker's brand new. I mean, how could this be? 
So Greg hides the camera and all that. He goes down to the table. <laughs> Wait, he has a compartment in his yeah. in his like headboard. Yeah, he has a hidden compartment in his bed, which is weird because that's got to be a big fucking headboard. Just yeah, have it's got to be huge. And Greg sits down at the table and he tells his dad how sick the new Taurus wagon is. Because I mean it's it's pretty cool. And uh, dad proclaims he's taking everyone out for a ride afterwards. And he's acting like he just bought a fucking Ferrari or something. Yeah. And Greg's brother Terry confuses chicken with veal. Everybody starts laughing. Not sure how that happens, because chicken and veal, completely different. No clue. Greg's trying to weasel his way out of the family joyride, and his dad's like, no, man, you, you gotta come. Like, <laughs> you I'm gotta gonna, come. I'm gonna go Tokyo fucking drift, and you gotta, you guys gotta come with me. And they're all in the car, and, uh, Greg's mom discovers the car has cup holders, and she's just fucking stoked. Well, I, I would be too. You can get, like, fucking big gulps, and not have to, not have to hold them while you're driving. Yeah, but I mean, isn't that standard at that time? Cup holders? I don't believe so. Okay. Well, I think, I think that was a luxury back in '93. <laughs> but Terry's dad, Terry tells his dad to punch it, and I mean the dad's got a lead foot anyway, so like they're just cruising. He's going 75 and a 55. Well, at first, his uh, his mom, he's going like 60, and his mom's like, "You know it's 55." She's serious, yeah. bitch. He can't drive 55. <laughs> Is that real? No, that's just ask Sammy Hagar. Yeah, he can't drive 55. So dad's going 70 now, and he's super stoked. That's really no big deal. Going 70? No. Okay, but now he's going 75, and he's like, oh, man, i got to put my headlights on. I have automatic headlights. It's super convenient. I I'm, I couldn't imagine, like, going back to not having them. It yeah. sounds like it'd be but annoying. He's, he's, like, searching for 10 minutes for the switch that turns on the headlights. Yeah, and I'm assuming they're on the steering wheel, right? Isn't that where they end up being on this car? Yeah, that's where they are on the car, even though that's not where they're at on that on a fucking Taurus. Yeah, but in the book, that's where they're at. Yeah. So it would be even easier. You don't even have to, like, move your head. Yeah. Greg puts his head down. Oh, no, yeah, the dad has his head down, and he just instantly loses control of the car. Like, he puts his yeah, head he down almost, for two seconds. He almost runs head on with a fucking semi. Yeah, and at that moment, there's, like, horns blaring, and uh, Greg's dad gets control of the car once again, and, like, that's a close one. I mean, they're still alive. They decide to head back home. Yeah. And uh, while in his room, Greg starts looking at the photograph again, and he's like, man, is there really something weird with this camera or or what? And he's like, I'm going to go test it out on my brother Terry. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this, ca- this camera that might potentially kill people, he's going to take his brother's picture. Yeah, so Terry agrees to have his picture taken, and uh, he sticks his tongue out and crosses his eyes. I mean, that's a classic pose. That's like, I st- it's vintage Terry. I still use that pose. Yeah, and Greg rushes back to his room to discover that the picture uh, of Terry, he's not sticking his tongue out. He looks fucking mortified. Yeah, he's just like frightened. And Greg decided, man, this camera must be broken. The camera's broken. How is the camera broken? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Obviously, the camera's foreseeing the future. Destroy the camera. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's broken. I'm just going to go to bed. So he goes to sleep. And, uh, I mean, that's what happens, though. When cameras are broken, they just create alternate backgrounds. Well, yeah, they create alternate realities, so clearly it's broken. It's so annoying. I hate when cameras do I that. I hate when my camera shows the future. But yeah, he's not going to worry about the camera anymore. He's going to go to sleep. And the next afternoon, he finds he finds out like, oh yeah, it's Bird's Little League game. We got to go check it out. And he brings the camera because Sherry wanted him to take a picture of Bird because he looks fucking stupid when he's batting. Yeah. And uh, Greg and Sherry start fighting over the camera, and the camera goes off, and the picture that comes out is just Bird unconscious, his mouth open, and his neck snapped. <laughs> so they're looking at a picture of their friend Bird dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. As he's shit. fucking dead. And Greg and Sherry, they just, like, take their seats on the bench, and they begin discussing the strange actions of the camera and trying to figure out where the film goes, and they can't find where the film goes. No, there's no film slot. Yeah. And uh, they keep trying to figure out how to open it, and then, like, they look up, and Bird's laying on the ground, 
with his fucking neck bent all weird and shit, just laying like they're stupid. Yeah, so uh, clear, obviously they go up concerned because they think their yeah. fucking best friend is dead. Yeah, they think their friend's dead. But he's just joking around being a fucking nad again. Of course. It's going to ruin when this kid actually does get paralyzed. Like, yeah. he's fucking annoying. And Birds ends up getting up to bat, and uh, he ends up getting on base, surprising. And uh, the next batter bashes a line drive. Right into his fucking right head. Right into his head. This is exactly what I wanted to happen to him. Yeah. They jump up, and they run over to him, and he's most likely about to have a seizure or something, and Greg sees Terry and instantly forgets the fact that his friend is his just, friend, like, fucking have a concussion before yeah. his eyes. And Terry tells him that Dad was in a bad accident, and the car was totaled. And Greg starts to go with Terry, and it's like, oh, yeah, my friend's dead back there. I should probably go check on him. But, like, he just looks back there, and there's just a bunch of people. So he's like, oh, I can't see him. Fuck, so. he must be fine. I can't see him. Yeah, I can't see him, so I'm just going to leave. He sees in the corner of his eyes, like, a dark figure standing behind the bleachers watching him. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be Spidey. It's, like, super hot that day. Who the fuck else is going to be wearing all black? He's wearing a trench coat beating off behind the bleachers. Yeah, everyone's complaining about how hot it is, but there's a dude hanging out in all black. And I'm sure this dude smells like serious bow at this point. Oh, definitely. So sweaty. And uh, the two kids rush to the hospital and end up in their dad's room. And their dad's basically described to be mummified. Like, <laughs> yeah, his, head's mum- his head is mummified and his <laughs> arm's in a cast. Yeah. And uh, dad starts telling him, like, no, I'm all right. I'm lucky that, you know, he's got I'm a, okay. Yeah, he's got a broken arm, a few broke ribs. He's and got he a has broken, a- broken tibula. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a con- concussion. Yeah, and he's, just, he's got a mushy head. Greg starts to tell him about the picture they took in the car, and everybody keeps cutting him off and shit. So he's yeah, just so like, he just, so he just gives up and doesn't say anything. Yeah, he's just, whatever. Even though he has fucking proof. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he has photographic evidence. Yeah, but they decide to let their dad rest and they no, go home. Fuck it. And uh, the next day, Greg talks to Sherry on the phone, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Bird's still alive. That's cool." And yeah, that's pretty much deal. that. NBD. Yeah, and Sherry tells Greg to bring the camera over because she's having a birthday party, and uh, like a week goes by, and Greg ends up going to the party. And Sherry calls him on the on the way there and tells him he better bring the camera, and Greg still doesn't want to. I mean, bad things happen when he uses the camera, and she still wants him to bring it. Yeah, but she still talks him into it because, you know, Greg wants to get up in her guts. Yeah, and he told her about his dream that he had, which is the usually the most uninteresting thing anyone can ever say. It starts off with, this dream I had last night. Yeah. Like, who fucking cares? This, this one sounds kind of cool, though. Yeah, it sounds pretty sweet. But he starts off and he says that, like, his family was, like, barbecuing, and then he took their picture, and then they were just skeletons. And, like, this is the cover of the book, and it's probably the coolest Goosebumps cover oh, yeah, out of definitely. all of them. And uh, Sherry convinced him to bring the camera, and he's like, all right, fine, I'll fucking bring it. And while at the party, we learn Michael is wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt <laughs> that is three sizes too big in acid wash jeans. Awesome. Sherry is described as wearing a long, silky yellow top that came down over her leggings, so she's looking for some birthday sex. She's just another year girl. Sherry asks Greg to take her picture first, and she leans against the tree, and he's like, all right, whatever, I'll take it. And she's invisible. She doesn't show up in the picture, and it's, like, super weird. He takes it again. Same thing. No dice. And uh, the kids are like, you know what, let's play truth or dare. And Greg's all bummed yeah, out. Yeah, Greg's bummed because there's nine girls and three boys at the party. Yeah, he's bummed he's going to have to make out with chicks. Oh, yeah, that sucks. To be honest, though, I've never actually played Truth or Dare. Like, ever. Because every time we try no. to play it, it's always like, I dare you to put your dick in that gas tank. Or, like, yeah. I dare you guys to suck each other off. Like, no one does it, that. It, it, never, it never even has time to escalate. No. It just automatically goes to the gayest thing possible. Yeah, it starts right at a ten. And no one's going to play it if it starts no. off like that. I mean, I wouldn't mind a game of getting people together, but, like, a, a punch and cookie party and, like, having people over and play Truth or Dare. Definitely. But if it starts at a ten, it's not going to happen. There's nowhere else to go. No. And uh, Sherry asked Greg to see the picture, 
and she's invisible, you know, the same kind of stuff that we were talking about. Sherry decides the camera must be broken. It takes everyone in the woods to play truth or dare. More privacy, she says. Yeah. So these, basically, kids are going to start banging. Yeah, things are going to get pretty intense. And a few minutes into the game, Sherry's mom yells that it's time for birthday cake. They all rush up to the house, and Sherry's mom just admits she's a shitty mom. Yeah. She was just like, oh, I probably shouldn't have let all you guys go in the woods. Yeah, you yeah, fucking you, shouldn't you have. you probably shouldn't have. And the kids look around for Sherry, and she's gone. So, I mean, she was right there a few seconds ago. Where, she, where could she be? Could this be the picture coming true? Could be the picture coming true. They search the house, the front yard, the okay. woods. She's nowhere to be seen. She's vanished. I think Spidey got her. The police arrive and they begin searching for her. And at this point, her mom and her mom calls her dad, who's golfing, and tells him to come home. He couldn't be there for his daughter's fucking birthday. Like oh, fuck that. He don't, why, I don't. I wouldn't want to be around my fucking daughter's stupid friends. <laughs> the golf game is more important than, his, than, his daughter's, important. than his daughter's birthday. The cops show up and they start talking to Greg. And Greg, Greg explains how he thinks the camera's the reason the Sherry's gone. And the cop's just like, whatever, dude, go home. Officer Riddick? Yeah, Officer Riddick's like, whatever, go home. And Greg goes home, and then uh, he discovers his house is empty. So he walks up to his room, and he finds it completely ransacked. It's just destroyed. Somebody was in his room. Spidey broke in and, like, masturbated on the bed or something. <laughs> like, Greg calls Bird, and he's like, get Michael. we got to go to the playground. The other kids are reluctant, but Greg's like, seriously, like, we have to fucking get yeah. rid of this. And for some reason, <laughs> Greg's all sweaty. Yeah, Greg's super sweaty, but he's like, we have to get this camera back to the house. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, And fucking Bird tries ripping it out of his hands, and then Greg's picture's taken. And at that moment, two bullies appear, Joey Ferris and Mickey Ward. Those are pretty good bully names. They're pretty, they sound like they were in, like, the fighter. Yeah. They're two ninth graders who always hung around together and were described as always swaggering around and looking tough. So they got... Fucking, they're dripping swag. Yeah, well, it's rumored that uh, Mickey beat up a kid so bad he was crippled. Swag. And yeah, they just, apparently their specialty is uh, taking kids' bikes and then just throwing them away. Yeah. So these kids are giving the LOD twins a run for their money. They sound pretty cool. But yeah, like you were saying, they apparently beat up a kid so bad they just paralyzed. Like, they just, no one fucked with them on Freshman Friday. Like, they were that tough. Never. And, uh, like, were you kind of disappointed that that stuff didn't actually happen when we were in high school? Yeah, like, I, I always heard about Freshman Friday, then that the time comes and just nothing happens. Yeah, I never saw anyone getting stuffed into a locker. And that's what like I always wanted to see. Thrown into a trash can or something. Like, I just assumed from movies and TV that that just happened every day. Yeah, but then we get into high school, and no, nothing. It's just yeah, boring. quite the disappointment when I was like, oh, that's not real life. But like, I would have taken one for the team if I had to get shoved into a locker. Yeah, I would have done it, or have somebody, like, fucking pants me or something. Like, I never saw anybody get pants. No. Nothing happened. Well, back to the bullies. Joey's described as having short, spiky hair and a diamond stud in his ear, and Mickey's described as having a round red face covered in pimples. Full of pimples and straight, <laughs> stringy black hair. Yeah. And he had a toothpick in his mouth. So Arl Stein is basically describing like an adolescent Razor Ramon. Yes. He didn't say that he, he called him Chico or anything, but... No, but it's, it's Razor Ramon with some acne. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he called him Chico. And uh, they're both described as wearing, what else, heavy metal t-shirts and jeans. Of so course. I already like these kids a lot. And they grab the camera, and they're talking to each other, and they're like, oh, cool, this is our camera now. And uh, they're about to take each other's pictures, and Greg grabs the camera, and they all start running. They all just run into their homes. They don't, even, they don't even chase them. No. And then uh, Greg gets home and remembers that the uh, picture he taken was taken of him is in his pocket. Once again, he forgot a fucking like he picture. Forgot, he forgot the picture was taken of him this time. Yeah. This should have been the most important picture. You know? Yeah. Should be. But no. He just forgot. Yeah. He's, he's got mushy head, too, or something. He just forgets everything. Every picture, though, he knows something bad's going to happen, and he still fucking forgets yeah. it. Yeah. A couple days go by. 
Oh no! In the picture, he sees that um, Sherry standing next to him. Yeah, but Sherry's gone. Sherry's fucking invisible. And a couple days go by, and the phone rings, and it's fucking Sherry. She's back. She's alive. And she has no idea where she was. No, she just reappeared in her backyard. Yeah. The next day, Greg and Sherry are in the park, and Spidey appears and starts, like, chasing them. Then all of a sudden, Greg's neighbor, Jerry, almost fucking hits Spidey, like, vehicular homicide. Yeah, Spidey. He almost murders him. Yeah. And he scares him off, and uh, they decide to finally take back the camera the next day. Yeah. They could have done this so they, many times before. They could have just dropped it off. They're always at the park. The house is across the street from the park. Yeah, they could have done this so many times before, and they're like, all right, well, let's just do it then. So they go to the house, and they determine, you know, Spidey must be gone. And uh, they walk in, and Greg says, what's that banging sound upstairs? <laughs> they determine it's probably the shutters, but, I mean, they don't think Spidey can get any. I no. mean, he's probably getting some goth chicks. And they go to the basement, and they return the camera into its secret compartment, and they're like, all right, let's just go upstairs. And at that moment, Spidey appears... And they get a look at his face for the first time, which is described as having small, small marble eyes and a small mouth. So apparently he just has, like, small features, yeah. I guess. I'm picturing, like, tiny face on a big head. Yeah. Giant, um, giant face, little tiny features. Yeah. And uh, they tell Spidey, like, yeah, man, we gave you your camera back. And he just instantly chills out. And he's like, all right, here, come down here and show me where you put it, just so, you know, I know for sure. Yeah. And uh, Spidey starts explaining to him how it's not an ordinary camera and uh, how it's evil. And he helped create it. And we find out his name is Dr. Fritz Fredericks. I'm just going to keep calling him Spidey. That's way cooler. Yes. And uh, Spidey explains how his partner was involved in the dark arts the, the dark arts, and uh, cast a spell on it. These books always have a creepy house and somebody <laughs> practices voodoo. <laughs> Someone's doing voodoo all the time. <laughs> Every book. So Spidey explains how he basically threw his whole life away to protect this camera. From, like, kids and people and everything else. And then just like, all right, dude, well, we're going to go now. But Spidey's like, no, man, you can't go. You know too much. Yeah. So Spidey grabs the camera and Sher- or, uh, Spidey grabs Greg and Sherry grabs the camera and takes a picture of Spidey. And they just got up and ran up the stairs and they could hear him screaming and howling from outside. And then they notice he's not chasing them. So they're like, <laughs> so, oh, okay. so they go back for him. Yeah, they go back and they just see him lying there. They but- walk down over to him. And he's just fucking dead. Yeah, I just found fucking, I just found Spidey. Seriously, he's dead. Yeah. He's fucking dead. And they don't seem that freaked out from a dead dude. No. They just put the camera back, and they're like, all right, well, let's go call the police. They probably got ice cream after. Like, it's really not a big probably. deal. Probably. I don't see how this isn't a big deal. The guy's dead. They saw his dead corpse in front of him. A couple days go by, and the kids are just all hanging out. They're all riding bikes or something. And the two bullies appear from some weeds and start driving, and then as they're driving off, I mean, there's got to be some giant fucking weeds. To hide people? Well, I guess the house has been deserted for a while. Spidey's been living there for quite Spidey a while. Spidey needs to weed whack that shit or something. And they're talking to each other about how the they were watching from the window. And they completely... They, they were watching from the window and they saw the camera. They completely skipped over the fact that there was a dead fucking body down there. And they yeah. watched these kids murder this guy. So they, so they stepped over the dead body to get the camera. Why is this not a big deal to anyone? I don't think it would be a big deal if I found a dead body when I was 10. You think at least one of these kids would have to be in therapy. Like, Sherry's parents. Their daughter disappears for days and has no recollection, re, no recollection of where she was. And then she stumbles across a dead guy. Yeah. And nothing's a big deal. I don't get it. No. Well, she she was only home for like 20 minutes, and then they just let her leave yeah. leave to go get fucked by Spider again. See ya. Spider roof eater. Yeah, I'm glad you're back. See ya. But the bullies, like, they take the camera, they take each other's pictures, and then they stare at them waiting, them, waiting for them to be developed, and that's how it ends. That's the end of the book. I thought this book was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I'd, I'd give it eight spookies.
what am I? 27. 20, 27 spookies? 27 spookies. But yeah, I thought it was alright. I mean, I guess it, every one of these books could be better, obviously, because they're written for nine-year-olds. But <laughs> Yeah, it could use more gratuitous violence. It's pretty cool. This one wasn't as boring as some of the ones we've read so far. Definitely. And uh, now we're going to get into the TV episode. This is just a single episode. No doubles, no fucking triples. Standard nothing. 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. And uh, this episode starts off with fucking Ryan Gosling. I'm well aware that he's in this episode. I've known this for years, but it still makes me laugh. Yes. And this this time, they're, the episode just starts off in front of an old, dilapidated factory. Yeah, he doesn't, Spidey doesn't live in a house, he just lives in a fucking factory. Yeah, he lives where Freddy Krueger was killed. Exactly. We see the door open, and Spidey comes out, and this dude looks like he's just never seen the sun. He acts like it's painful to be <laughs> He's outside. wearing, like, goggles and shit. Yeah, they start making fun of him, and they're all talking about what he eats. He either eats rats, cats, or bats. <laughs> but we already know what he fucking eats. He eats hungry he's hungry mans. He's a shitload of hungry mans. It's, like a, it's a pound and a half of food. Booker T loves him. Yeah. He steps outside, and then he just, like, scampers away. He looks like he just took a fresh dump yeah, in his pants. He just dumped in his pants, and now he's trying to find find somewhere to, like, hide him. Yeah. No one's body would do this. Like, they're trying to over-accentuate the fact that the dude's called Spidey because he's got long legs and long arms. No one runs just flailing every, no. every limb on their body. No one does this. He just looks like he's lost in his own body or something. Yeah. Like, he has no idea what's going on. The kids are just like, okay, well, let's go inside there and fuck shit up. They're purposely trying to go in Spidey's house in this one. Yeah, they know they know for a fact Spidey lives there. They yeah. watched him leave. Yeah, they watched him leave. They go down to the basement looking through his stuff again, and they come across um, the toaster camera. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Gosling ba- backs up into the vice, and this time, I thought I was thinking in the book it was just you know a normal camera. In this one, it looks like a future toaster. Yeah, future toaster. And Bird gets stoked. I've never seen someone wanting to get their picture taken this fucking bad, no. ever. And Bird, in the, in the episode, Bird is always juggling. Every time you see Bird on yeah. camera, he's juggling. Yeah, so he's not even having, like, a, a great hair day or anything, but he still wants the picture no. taken and, so In the bad. episode, Bird doesn't look like, he just looks like a, some fucking dingus. He looks like he's from Roundhouse or something. Yeah, he doesn't look like a bird, he doesn't have a big nose, he just no. looks like some little fucking turd. Yeah, so he's up on the steps, he's juggling, and, I mean, we all know what happens. He gets his picture taken, and then he just immediately falls... It looks so awkward. He wasn't even pressed against the railing. No, he just falls. He just fell sideways. He didn't remember how to stand or something. No. They go to check on him, and he's all right. They start walking up the stairs, and Spidey's just there. He's All of a sudden, he's just there. Yeah. He's wearing goggles. He looks a lot younger than he's described in the book. And he starts walking down the steps towards them. And then he just <laughs> falls. <laughs> and he fall. makes the weirdest sound when he falls. Ah! <laughs> Basically. People in this episode have no idea how to properly stand or something. No. They're always... Just falling through fucking holes that they don't even have to. Yeah. But they're able to get away and they run outside and they don't really go far to get away from them. Like maybe 35 feet from the door. They're pretty much right outside the building. Yeah, they're right outside of his uh his fucking fantasy factory house. <laughs> his rape dungeon. Yeah. And they're all catching their breath like from their fucking light cardio. Like that really wasn't much. Yeah. And Greg discovers he still has the camera. They're like, oh man, why'd you take it? And he's like, I don't know. I just. Still fucking holding it. He just forgot he was holding it. The last one forgot he was taking pictures. This one forgets he's holding things. Yeah. And he looks at the picture and notices Bird's falling off the staircase. And Greg's like, man, I took this before you fell. And Bird's like, no, you only thought you did. But I'm pretty fucking I'm sure. Pre- I'm pretty sure I know when I took the picture. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking sure that I knew you weren't eating shit when I took this fucking picture. You were fucking juggling. You know what yeah. I mean? You weren't falling. And they all run off, because that's just what everybody does in these. When they don't know how to transition something, they the just, kids just run. They just run. They just run. So Ryan Gosling goes home. We see Spidey emerge from the door first, though. Oh, So yeah. he's mad. 
And about stuff. cut to Greg walking to his house, and he sees Dad's sick new ride. And this one, it's like a brand new Escort or something instead of a Taurus. Yeah, it's not a wagon. It's yeah. Like a, it's like a Buick. Terry comes out, and, like, this kid's the epitome of the 90s. Like, he might be cooler than Eric from Boy Meets World. I, I was thinking he's basically Eric from Boy Meets World, but he might be cooler. If, if possible, he's cooler. And they start talking about how excellent this car is. Literally using excellent, which is funny to me because I still can't imagine anyone paying full price for a car like this. No. It just doesn't happen in my head. And Terry sees his brother's holding the giant toaster camera, and he's like, oh, man, take my picture by this sweet new ride. Yeah, if I, if I saw my brother holding that, I wouldn't know. I'd be like, what the hell are you holding? Yeah, I wouldn't be like, take my picture. Yeah, because this thing doesn't look like a camera. No. But, yeah, he wants his picture taken because girls in algebra are going to go crazy when they see that fucking picture. Totally. And Greg snaps it and pulls it out. And Greg's holding it for maybe a millisecond. And Terry's like, let me see it. Come on. Let me see it. Let me see it. He literally just put it in his hand. Yeah, it's a fucking Polaroid. freaking out. It doesn't develop that fast. Yeah, and Greg tells his brother the camera's a new process and doesn't develop right away. And he just walks in the house. And here we see Spidey just creeping behind a tree. He's just fucking lurking. Greg gets upstairs and pulls the picture out again, which reveals the front end of the car smashed in. It's totaled. Yeah, it doesn't sound... It doesn't... It definitely doesn't seem as totaled as the one in the book. No. Like, this one, like, the front end's just a little messed up. Yeah, in the book, I picture the car just didn't exist anymore. Yeah, like, it was... Jaws of life to get the dad out. Yeah. He's mummified. And, uh, yeah, their new pussy wagon's destroyed, and it cuts the family at dinner. The same chicken veal joke is here. Apparently it was so funny that they had to use it. Yeah. Dad starts talking about the new car. This guy kind of looks like the dad from Stay Out of the Basement. A little bit. I think he got the, like, the wart removed on his head or whatever. And uh, Greg starts telling his dad, you know, we should take it back because it's too nice and shiny. It's too, it's too shiny. I don't like it. <laughs> it's like a flat, like, it looks it's like, stupid. It's like a weird, like, gold color. It's just dumb. The dad's way too stoked about his, his car, and he slams his fork down, and he's like, we're all going for a spin of the yeah, car. We're not even going to finish dinner. We're going for yeah, a ride. we're going right now. It's so awesome to see someone so excited to get in a fucking escort. Yeah. And uh, people are calling shotgun and shit, and like yeah, and the mom's like, I'm fi- I'm glad to finally have something that has some power behind it. Yeah, she wanted she's always wanted a car with a little muscle. Yeah, and uh, at this point, she's probably just a wet mess down there. Definitely, it's probably a good thing leather wasn't available in '93 or whatever in this car. The dad's he's not really hauling much ass in this one. He's <laughs> no, only going 35. They, yeah, they, they show the car. It's not going fast at all. Yeah, and they say he's only going 35. And the dad's wearing a driving cap, yeah. which I don't know people actually did. I didn't know you did that past, like, 1920. Like, I'm assuming I, he's wearing driving gloves, too. We don't see his hands, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure he has them. Like, he's basically dressed like he's in The Great Gatsby. Yeah, and Greg's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to show him these pictures. But then, like, a fucking... He, he wants to show him while they're driving. Here, here's the car we're driving in destroyed, which yeah. is going to fucking mind freak him. Yeah, instead of doing that, this is what he should have done before they got in the car. Yeah, he had it at dinner. He was looking at it. Yeah. And a mysterious gust of wind comes through, and it blows the picture out of his hand. Total goosebumps moment. And uh, at that second, Greg looks up and sees a truck coming at him. They're only going 35, so this really isn't is not so intense. And I'm pretty sure Greg's dad was in the truck's lane. Yeah, he was. But then Greg's dad is mad at the truck. Like, yeah. what is he doing? Yeah, you're cut, in you're in the wrong lane, bro. <laughs> cut to a shot of everyone's reaction in the car. Everyone's flipping out. The mom looks like a demon. Yeah. She has West Borland eyes. There's no white in her eyes at all. No. It's legitimately terrifying. Like, everyone else looks normal, and she's like a shapeshifter or something. <laughs> she reminded me of that DVD cover for, um... Skinwalker. Yeah. Remember we would see that? Yeah. And we would laugh all the time. And that's what she looked like. And um, what was that other movie? The one that fucking uh, looked like Ludacris? <laughs> oh, fuck. We would see these all the time, and then one day it just stopped. Yeah. It, okay, it's settled. The mom's the um, the dude from Jeepers Creepers. That's what she looks like. Like, she's fucking scary. 
And Greg it just shows Greg, and he just shit himself in the back seat. He, <laughs> like, he dumped in his pants. He totally dumped. And then it cuts to the family barbecuing, and Terry is double fisting corn on the cob. Yeah, I, I, that's the part that confused me the most. Like, yeah, he just got two you, full things of corn on the cob. Yeah, you need two hands for a corn on the cob. And uh, Greg runs down wearing a white T-shirt with a giant denim button-up and a leather vest, looking real cool. He pulls the camera and snaps their picture, and then the picture just shows them all skeletons. Skeletons with hair. Yeah, skeletons and with hair and chef hats. Did you notice the mom and dad are wearing clothes, but Terry's just yeah, naked? Yeah, Terry's naked. <laughs> Terry's just naked. This part's so funny. Yeah. And Greg walks up, or he wakes up. I mean, oh, so lucky. It was just a nightmare. That morning, he explains to Bert about the weird stuff that's going on with the camera. Bert's not buying it. He's also juggling again. He's wearing a fanny pack. Yep. Then he proceeds to put his juggling balls into his fucking fanny pack. And then two bullies appear. And their names are slightly different from the book, but basically the same. Yeah. And but one of them's a kid from Zebo the Clown. Yeah, that, that part made me real happy. And phone, he was in Phone Police, too, right? Yep. From the Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. And, I mean, it must have been a good time to be a child actor in Canada at this point. Definitely. You got those two shows going If I could be in Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark... My life would be complete. I'd still be talking about it. Yeah. Anyone I'd meet, I'd be like, yeah, you know I was in Phone Police, right? They'd just instantly be totally into that. Fucking Zebo the Clown, Phone Police, Say Cheese and Die. That's uh, the best IMDb resume ever. Yeah, he's got it. And uh, the two bullies, well, one of them, the, the kid in Zebo the Clown, like, he's awesome, but he's got red hair. That's that's not very intimidating. It's not intimidating, but I'll give him a pass because he was in Zebo the Clown. Yeah. And uh, they grab the camera from them, and they start saying about how... It's theirs, and they're just going to take each other's pictures. And, like, no one's ever this stoked to get their picture taken. No. Ever. Like, I get that they're bullies. They're not even wearing heavy metal T-shirts in this episode. No, they're just wearing, like, fucking, what was it, like, plaid shirts? (laughs) Yeah, they're wearing plaid shirts and, like, cargo shorts or something dumb. Yeah. And um, Greg grabs the camera from them, and then him and Bird just run away. And the bullies chase them. Oh, man, they're going to get pounded. And they hop a fence and wind up in Sherry's backyard. And the two bullies just, like, call off the rip and run. And yeah. they're like, all right, yeah, all right. Well, whatever. And, and then they start walking away. And did you notice the kid from Zebo the Clown just touches everything in the alley? Like, yeah. He, like, hits a dumpster, then just, like, touches a brick with his hand, keeps walking, then touches a window. Yep. He's got, like, these weird OCD fucking rituals or something. But he's touching everything. And then uh, they're in Sherry's backyard, and Sherry wants her picture taken and leans up against a tree. Greg takes it, and she's invisible. Uh-oh. Takes it, takes it again. Takes it again. Still not there. Still no dice. Something's still invisible. Up. Then Terry just appears in her backyard. Yeah. He just hops the fence. He's night, he's Nightcrawler. Yeah. He appears and he's like, Dad's been in an accident. The car's totaled. But in this one, the dad's not mummified. He no, just has he like just a broken has, foot. He just has a broken foot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it cuts to Greg at home and there's a knock on the door. And Greg opens it to reveal a police detective, an officer... And they're super aggressive. Yeah, they're way too aggressive to him. He's like 10 years old. The chick has a mustache. The dude has dark-ass aviators on at like 10 p.m. And they're basically trying to get this kid to confess to murdering his friend. Yeah. And then after the cops are done with the insane interrogation, they leave. And we see Spidey just lurking out by the tree again. He's like groping this tree. He's just like got his hands just all spread out on the bark. And you can just tell he's really enjoying it. Definitely. Cut to the next day, and Bird's juggling again, but this time he quickly stuffs his balls back into the fanny pack because it, well, yeah, it's, it's serious now. Yeah, and they determine that the cam—it has to be the camera's fault—and they're like, you know what? We have to go return it. Bird's too pussy; he's got stuff to do for his dad or something. Yeah. So Greg's like, whatever. I'm just gonna go alone, and he chooses to do this at like midnight. <laughs> yeah, instead of going to like noon, 
Yeah. Like, why didn't you just, because when they were talking, it was the middle of the day. Yeah. Why didn't you just go straight from there, go throw the fucking camera in the basement and leave? No, let's no. just, I'm going to wait till it's midnight and I'm going to go alone. Yeah. And then Sherry just appears and she's just like, hey, what's up? And he's like, where the fuck have you been? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just reappeared in my backyard. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, I, I got back like two hours ago. I was just, you know, in my yard. Okay. okay. She literally just appears. Like we said before, her parents are just like, oh, we're so glad you're back, honey. All right, see ya. Yeah. You can leave again. Yeah, you can leave. We don't need to, like, call the police and notify them that you've returned home safe. Yeah. They walk down the stairs to Spidey's lair. Spidey is there. And he's just saying a bunch of random shit. And the camera just zooms closer and closer up his nose. Yeah. And he takes the camera from him, and he's like, I invented this. You know, I should have made millions off of it. He takes off his Parma 5000 goggles. And, like, he looked Asian at first or something. Like, I have no idea what this dude's ethnicity is. No. The kids try to leave, and Spidey explains how he can't let them leave because they know too much. They know too much. he's sorry about it, but he has no choice. he's very sorry. And then Sherry takes his picture, and he just, like, evaporates or something. Yeah, he just kind of, like, turns into mist or something. Yeah, and the cloud, and, and then, yeah, he's just, like, a mist cloud, and they run upstairs, and then we hear Spidey screaming from the camera trying to release him. Just, like, his big, stupid face, like, blown up in the camera lens. And soon after, the two bullies appear, and they pick up the camera, and they take each other's pictures, letting Spidey loose, and he just appears behind them looking stupid. Yeah, he's just lurking. Yeah, and... And that's the end. That's the end of the episode. And I love this episode. Oh, it's real sweet. It's definitely one of my favorites. I mean, as far as I know, there might be another gem that we haven't seen before, like the fucking Haunted House game. Oh, yeah, but this one, I... Legitimately, I watched this one maybe two weeks ago, and it wasn't even for a podcast. I just watched it because I like it. Yeah. So yeah, this one's really good. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at the real Fred Durst. I'm at Sean S E A N underscore D underscore Collins. And what is next week? Next week we will be back with the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Ooh, mummy, mummy. Bye bye. Bye. You guys, let's just get out of here, okay? Yeah, for sure. What are you doing here? 